We're sorry. All of our representatives are still assisting other customers. Please remain on the line as we value your call. It was it, it, one of us was wrong. One of us was wrong. All right. It was him. It was him. Definitely him. Not me. Never me. He put the wrong word there. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Disconnected. I am the Black Fraser Crane, better known as Steve, with my co-host Bryant. You are here with Mr. James Brown himself. Yeah, we over those nicknames again. Hey. <laughs> What's it's good? A, it's a man's world. Hmm. Uh, ladies, um, feel free to reach out in the comment section, or you can email us at dscnnctpod at gmail.com and let us know how displeased you are with Bryant and the bullshit that he's going to talk about today. Hey, ladies, sign up to my OnlyFans oh, this. and uh, leave your hate there. Mm. Link in bio. Mm, for the monthly fee. <laughs> Man, no, it's not a man's world by any means. I mean... Okay. We know it's a we we know it's much more of a balance with the edge to women. We just think we just think it's a man's world. What do you mean? I mean that you can't live with them, you can't live without them. And 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 saying I say that to say that um, women are what keeps us balanced in this world. Um, Men, team. I, for me, as myself, at times I, I, I'm very impulsive. I can be irrational. Uh, I can be insecure. There, there's a lot of things that happen. Um, you know, just you know, trying to be the man and try trying to lead the family and counting on that, uh, counting on the woman to 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 just balance us out to be our to not only be an anchor but also to be the one that. Um, at times help us level the seesaw of life. And I think we do it for each other, but I think as men, you know, they say men die faster than women because we stress out so much. And, you know, we, we're, we're, we're the, we're, I know they, they like the narrative is that women are the warriors. Um, but I think, I think men, you know, the real men are just as big warriors, if not warriors, if not more, funny word. So you think um, <clears throat> you think it's the stress and everything that kills us? One hundred percent. Because it goes back to um, that same topic. You know, the body remembers. Um, as as much as we try to check out of that stress zone, or check out of that you know that worry zone, or whatever we want to call it. Um, for me, as a man, particularly, I'm always worrying about something. You know, I may lessen the worry. And remove, you know, the big things like the bills out of my mind. But there's there's something minute that I'm focusing ahead on to, um, you know, the, the intent there is to, is to lead and, you know, be be the best man and be the head of the family. All right. <clears throat> Before we get into the weekly updates, I do want to correct something that I said on the pod. Mm. You asked me about what was the longest drive I ever did. Mm. And at the time, I couldn't think about it. Yeah. Um, way after I thought about it, it was when I was um, 
I was in Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest, California. Okay. Right, that's where I was stationed is at. That, is, that, is that the top of California? <clears throat> no, that's in the Mojave Desert. Okay. It's like the middle, the heart of the Mojave Desert. Okay. So I was stationed there, and um, I drove out to Riverside. Okay. So mm. Riverside from here is about two hours maybe? Yeah. Right. It's about the same to LA. Right. It's, it's kind of river between it's, Riverside, LA, and San Diego. It's a triangle. It's, right. Except to get from China Lake to here yeah. is five hours. So that was about a two, two and a half hour drive. Yeah. That's pressure. Yeah. Did she have pressure? No, it was whack. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and yeah, it didn't hit me till after. I was like, oh yeah. So this, so it was a correction. I did, yeah. I, I did have the drive. I just had to remember what the moment was. It was that. Yeah. And think, it, it made me sad after. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> it made you sad? Thinking about it, like, yeah, I did that. Maybe maybe that's why Tori did what he did. Supposedly. Allegedly, excuse me. We don't know for sure what he did. He, I don't think he drove anywhere for that. Hey, but just maybe he was like, man, it's Magda Stallion. She got to have some pressure. And maybe it just wasn't pressure. So. But they was in the... All right, so the reason why I don't... Speak on this conversation too much is because with everything we know, there's a lot we don't know. And that doesn't mean that I'm siding with her. That's, and it definitely means I'm not siding with him either. Because there's, there's something in within their situation that we don't know about. I honestly don't care enough to know about um, what, what, the, what the act he's being charged with. Definitely foul in nature. Um, actually not... Yeah, he's been charged now. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is fucked up. But there's more to the story. I don't know. So I'm not trying to cast judgment on anybody. Anyone who moves like that is corny, plain and simple. But when we're talking about what went on with them, mm-hmm. mm, um, I, I do think that the reaction to the situation is exaggerated. I saw the pictures. It it does look wild, but when when I think of someone getting shot, especially yeah. in the feet, you gotta I, have good aim. First off, precise, precise. <laughs> Is Tori a sniper? Does, does he have his marksman ready? He's a surgeon with it. Um, so <laughs> in, in both feet, so that means he did it twice. He like the brother Muzon of um, if you watch the wire, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of popping off at the feet, if that's the case, but. To not hit anything, yeah. he's got it. Man, he's he he shouldn't be rapping. He should be <laughs> for hire. But I mean, you know, I know I'm making light of it, but just thinking about that, like, yo, that is too precise, sure. too precise for anybody. Hold on, I'll, let me stop you real quick. When you said that, when you did the movie comparison, it made me think about uh, Belly when DMX was like, "What hand you roll up with?" You think <laughs> Toy rolled up on her like, "Which feet you twerk with?" <laughs> yo. Yeah, man. <clears throat> it's not funny. I'm, I'm, I'm making. No, it. no, I know. Yeah. You're saying like that's the thing though. Like, I'm, I don't want to apologize for having to tell a joke, man. And if you want to cancel me, I've been canceled. So I mean, it's kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. But that doesn't take away from having a thought about yo, what's missing out of this story? For sure. You know, not, not. I mean, that what's missing that's in plain sight. But we also got to understand that there's something in their dynamic that we're not privy to. There's three sides to every story. They yeah. say. Your side, their side, and the truth. Yeah, and that's all there is to it. But every, I, I understand. You, you, 
gravitate to what you gravitate gravitate to and you're going to side with who you side with, yeah. that's on you. For me, I just need this so like every time I look at it, I'm I'm more confused than anything, more questions than answers. It is gonna come out to, it's gonna come out in the wash. So yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna condemn condemn him now. And I'm not siding with him either, but I'm not right. gonna condemn him for um for no reason. Cause yeah. I don't know enough to say, you, you know what I mean, yours the again, the act in nature is sucker shit. Right. But yes. I'm not gonna nah fuck you him. You can't condemn him for it. We don't know the facts. I don't know. And I don't yeah. know. So yeah, neither one neither one of us know. I don't have an opinion towards Megan or Tori either. Because cause like you said, we don't know. I mean, she's just she's just a tall young lady yeah. with very versatile uh, and agile knees. <laughs> That's hard. I heard Meg Thee Stallion has big feet too. Easier target. <laughs> so right, what's I'm, the, I'm, what, I'm, what else we got? Um, so we were talking about um, tattoos earlier. Yeah, and it, it just made me think back to you know the difference between getting that house tattoo. Which for most of us, our first tattoo, I think, was the house tattoo. For me, it was like my first three or four. That was my neck one. That was my second one. Yeah. That was in somebody's mm-hmm. crib in his tattoo parlor. Yeah. Like, I was mad at myself afterwards. Like, man, he he worked out. He did my tattoo in the house. I knew I shouldn't have trusted him. That was the break store. Um, my man, shout out to my man, Chef, yeah. um, back in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's where he started. Yeah. He'd go to your crib or you go to his crib and yeah. tat, tat. And then now he got his own shop. That's what's up. So you got to start somewhere, bro. You got to start somewhere. No, um, I've, I've had some decent work in the house, but I think as, as I've gotten older, like I, I've leaned towards, you know, kind of spending a little bit money on my, a little bit more money on my body art because you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. So now at this point, it's kind of like, is or right, where I'm going, yeah. what are we working with, and you know, am I gonna get my money's worth from doing that? Yeah. And that's also the thing that keeps me from getting tattoos a lot of times. I want to get, like, my whole back blasted. I want to finish my back and then the rest of my shoulders and my arms. And when I, you know, I get a quote for the tattoo and, you know, be like, you know, 600, 400, 500, whatever the price of the tattoo is, I go look at my bank account and subtract that. And I'll be like, not worth it right now. It's not worth it right now. Like, I could do a lot with that 600 other than go right on my body. Yeah, like, I need to know... You know, if I'm gonna be able to have the time to heal, um, I don't have anything major coming up, so where I don't have to kind of, you know, maneuver. So while I'm healing, is not fucking up. Like, am yeah. I still gonna be able to go to the gym during this time? Yeah. Like, cause I want to do what I want to work on now is my leg. Like, mm-hmm. I want to work. I want to do the whole left leg, and then I want to do a half. I want to close out a half on my left arm, in addition to my neck. Yeah. But, you know, am I working out? Am I, is it something where I got to be in constrictive clothing? Like, am I going to be out and about? Is, you know, do I have an event coming up or do I have to, you know, I'm swimming, all this right. shit. I got to factor in just regular day-to-day shit and like all that. And environmental possibilities. Yeah, so, again, you know what I mean? <laughs> Consider all that. Like, because when I was um, uh, working in x-ray, it was like, I'm dealing with patients. So, you know, I got to. I'm I'm around shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I'm around chemicals, I'm around patients, all right. that. So I got to think about like, all right, or like with my hand tattoos, I had to make sure it was a time where I wasn't in a patient setting. Yeah. I wouldn't be wearing gloves all the time. You got you still like, got to go in your pocket though. That was no, my right. biggest issue. But I would just I would use the left hand while while the right hand was healing. I just go in. Yeah. It was fucked up when I had my fingers done. I was asked out. Yeah. Because it was like you gotta go, you gotta get them keys. Yeah. I'm washing my hands, <laughs> using sanitizer. You know, I'm like fuck. 
Yeah. You feel everything. You feel every piece. Man, this is a completely random topic. I'd already have like half my neck done if we wasn't in a pandemic. Yeah, you know what I think? Would, that's dope. You know what I think would be dope too? I low key want like a head tattoo. I thought about it. Like I, I want one. Like, like maybe, uh, like kind of under a fade. So yeah. that way, if I wanted to go, it just grow in. Yeah, it just grow in, and I can cover it up. But I really thought about like getting a head tattoo and just rock a fade. If I had to do something important, I grow my hair out and just rock the taper. My sister got one. Oh, well, face tat. Yeah. Yeah. You you barely you barely notice it. Yeah. Like you you look at her and you wouldn't even notice it, but, but it's see, there. But see, girls can get away with that. Like I know, um, Kaylani, she does this a lot. She'll wear makeup well, and cover all her tattoos. Kaylani, fine though. She's to me, she's fine. Well, women with tattoos is just fine. Now, hold on, wait. I, I want you to be careful how you speak about Kalani. First of all, okay, I'm sitting right here. Okay, okay. That's, really? stra- that's strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what I call it. Oh man! So women with tattoos. Oh, speaking of Kalani, I was on a flight with Kalani. What? Funny shit, bro. It was uh, it was right after. It was like around New Year's. I was. Flying into New York, and um, I'm waiting for my bag. And she got off the flight. It was her and her, her and her, um, her and her crew. All this shit. You could tell, like, they was all like, they was in like baggy ass sweats, yeah. like the wild. They were just re- dressed wild, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, why does she look so familiar to me? Yeah. A lot of people didn't know who she was. Yeah. Right. And the tattoos is what caught my attention. So first thing I do, go to the phone, I'm like. Yeah, I'm looking and I'm like, oh shit, she do got a show in town and pa- shit. Paper planes. Yo, and I'm looking, I'm like, yo, oh shit, that's Kaylani. Yeah. So everybody looking at her. <clears throat> no, um, no, I'm looking at her. She, we getting our bags and shit. Um, actually, no. Wait, was it New York? It was either New York or it was like Amsterdam, one of the two. Yeah. Anyway. We got, that's, a, that's a huge It's a huge difference <laughs> but Either New York or Amsterdam But if you've been to that luggage section uh, again, And they look the same Okay So that's why it's like It's, uh, it's one of the two Okay, got you After you get your luggage And you walk out There's similar layouts Like it's either Africa or China Yeah, you know you, I mean, you know They look the same But, it, um, you know I want to say it's New York though Because it was winter time It was New York Because I remember my cousin uh, My cousin came to pick me up From the airport I, I did a, a surprise pop in and I hit him early, like, yo, come get me. He was like, oh, you're in town. And then, okay. You know, gotcha. So, um, she gonna shit. She little, bro, but she fine. Like, yeah. like you see her in pictures and shit. I'm talking about when she's dressed down regular, gorgeous. Yeah. Right. But, um, saw her. It, it was just wild. I'm looking at her like, yeah. Like, she looked like art. For sure. But which leads me to my talking about women with tattoos. Like, there's a difference. I'm not talking about the um, the house tats. I'm nothing against house tats, but I'm not talking about like the full body house tats. I'm talking about like, um, like you see how her layout is. Where it's just like each piece is whatever it is to right. them, and how it's strategically put there, yeah. and all the way through because it's a part of them. Yeah. Not getting it because oh, I need to get another tattoo. I just don't know what. Right. You know? But yeah, women with tats, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I developed that. Yeah. It just came about like the other day uh, when I was at the gym. This is this is a, we got masks on, so nobody can really see who's who. Right. And this is this is young lady that I used to be involved with, and she was in there. Okay. And she had she same thing, tats all across the arms, across the chest, neck, everything. 
I don't think she recognized me because I walked past her. Oh shit, it's her because she has this very distinctive um, tattoo on her chest of like a video, a video game characters like lock and key kind of thing. Hmm. Right? Okay, y'all yeah. yeah, figure it out. She's a she's a she's a uh, a streamer too, like game okay. streamer all this shit. So um, I'm sure you can find out who she is if you do a quick Google search. And um, yeah, she was in there. Working out, I look, went back to do my thing, and we just happened to keep cross, crossing paths because there's a you know there's like directional setting right. in the gym now, yeah. so the yeah, cool traffic routine. patterns and shit. Yeah, and I think she figured it out, and then she looked. So now it's just like I guess she was waiting for me to, hey, Approach what's up? It. How you yeah. been? I'm fuck out of here. We ain't got no time for that <laughs> shit, man. Like you know, just do my thing and dip. But she had more tats. I was like, oh shit! Like I was just more. I think I was more attracted to the tattoos. tattoos. You want that it. old thing back? No. no. <laughs> yeah, man, I think, uh, yeah, women that take their time and strategic, I like the little dainty, strategically placed tattoos. Like, mm. like, like it's to me, it's always fascinating to be like, what made you decide to put that there? And I, I think Rihanna kind of started that way. Don't watch a your mouth. Bit. Since, we watch, <laughs> since we watching our mouths, let's watch your, let's watch your mouth. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she started that wave of, Kind of throwing the tattoos in like little distinct areas. I, I like the dainty placement. Mm. You know what I mean? On, on women, the little unique tattoos. Those are what, you know, which those are the ones that like are sexy to me. I'm not going to objectify a woman on this podcast. <laughs> sexy. I think you guys look very beautiful <laughs> with these uniquely placed <laughs> tattoos, women. Um, nah. So you said she's a streamer? Yeah. Like streaming? So that streaming streaming is done in like so many ways now. You know they got you can you can pretty much stream on Instagram. She's on Twitch. Which you might find her. She's on Twitch. She's on Twitter too. Yeah, you got Twitch. You can stream on YouTube. Um, and there's so many platforms available. It's. It, I feel like there's really no. It's it's crazy to me that there's no rhyme or reason to which platform people are specific to. Like, I run into people all the time, you know, my age, that their primary platform is YouTube. For, for just... For music. For, like, to f- listen to music yeah. or to, like, create? To listen to music. Okay. Like, just just, a, just as a listener and as a, you know, just our social media platforms in general, but I know people that primarily listen to music off of YouTube. Like, that's their primary source of music. When they say, hey, you want me to, you want me to DJ? They go straight to YouTube. It makes sense. Cause you're not paying for anything. It's it's available. Right. I'm a I'm a Spotify guy. Are you are you Spotify or Apple? No, I, yo. That I don't. Spotify uh, UI is just trash to me. AI or UI? User Which, user interface. User interface. Okay, got so, you. Got yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, let me stop nerding. No, uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. learning. But user um, interface. I like. Yeah. That. So the user interface and like. Spotify is the Hulu of streaming to me. Okay. If them, if you, if you've ever dealt with Hulu, I'm, I'm new. I actually just downloaded Hulu last week. And what is it like to you? I haven't used it yet. It, yeah, because it, it's, it's not. It doesn't garner your attention. Everything's all over the fucking place, yeah. and it's just trash in usage. I don't mind the ads and all that. Yeah. It's just phew, the interface is trash. So, so riddle me this. I feel like I can agree with you. Um, I will agree to disagree on Spotify's UI being trash, but 
I think that they put more money into their AI than Apple does. Because to me, Apple's AI is trash. Like, I've been listening to, you know, Anderson Pack for three weeks straight. Why, when I type in A, Anderson Pack just doesn't pop automatically up? On where to Spotify, it will. If I've listened to something, it lets me know that, hey, you've been listening to, for instance, I'm listening to the new Bryson Tiller right now. If I type B, Bryson Tiller is going to come up. Okay. To where Apple, it's going to bring up Barry White, Barry Manilow. <laughs> like, who are these people? That's like, the gang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I think that, um, and I also like Spotify's uh, playlist better. I think they, I think they, they, they spend a little bit more money um, there on creating playlists and better at creating things that are uh, fit to you. Because like on iTunes, I know their radios to me are trash. Like I'll be listening to Michael Jackson radio and Tupac will come on. And I'd be like, how did y'all get, are you typing Ludacris and um, Scarface comes on? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I it's, it just, it's just so random. It's all, all over the place. Somebody and it used to annoy me. It's like, I'm not like in this, this mood right now. Like, like, I'm trying this. to listen to Michael Jackson. Be like this. And you're going to throw some tools Somebody should have told like, me it would be like this. Pop, Life is a balance. You lose your grip, you can slip into an abyss. No doubt, you see these niggas tripping. Ego in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts. He's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying a half ass shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tell us he a genius, but it's clearer lately. It's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. There was a time when this nigga was my hero, maybe. That's the reason why his fall from grace is hard to take. Cause I believed him when he said his shit was pure, ain't he? The type of nigga swear he real, but all around us fake. The women, the dick riders, you know the yes men. Nobody with the balls to say something to contest them. So he grows out of control. Until the person that he truly was all along is starting to show. Damn, wonder what happened. Maybe it's my fault for idolizing niggas based off the words they be rapping. When come to find out, these niggas don't even write they shit. Here's some new style bubbling up, then they bite this shit. Damn, that's what I get for lying to myself. But well, fuck it, what's more important is he's crying out for help. While the world's egging him on, I'm begging him to stop it. Playing his old shit, knowing he won't drop it. False it, it, just, it does that, so I got, so I got really irritated. For you, that's like, that's like going to the club um, with the whack DJ. Exactly. Right. But um, you're right. To whoever the user is, whatever they like, yeah. it's tailored for you. Yeah. Um, for a while, title worked for me because mm. you you would get free shows. I'm talking about like concerts. You right. can you can see the shows as they're live. Yeah. Um, then you'd be able to watch them later if you didn't catch it when it was live. Yeah. You can build your own playlist. It'll it'll make recommendations based on what you listen to and right, what you listen to. Right. But then if there's somebody that that artist work with, yeah. it'll ask you if you want to listen to a song with both of them on it, hmm. and then it'll suggest a song of that artist. You know what I mean? So it, it, it stays within that realm of whatever yeah. you listen to. But the thing I don't like about that is it just keeps me in that realm of what I listen to. Because me, hmm. me personally with music, my thing with music is I like to go down this journey, right? So I might listen, like, I'll listen, let's say I listen to uh, Young Nigga by Nip, right? Yeah. But there might be a sample in there that caught my attention, and that's why I listen to the song over and over till yeah. I have a clue of where that sample was. Right. So now I'm tracking down that sample. Like, like Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubts, right? right. Dope album, right? Classic album, yeah. okay? But you know, you know that I went and I went on this, like, 
internet search of just trying to find only the sampled songs that were used and then listen to those original tracks. And there were some songs that they sampled that were samples. So I'm finding all these like dope ass artists. I'm finding jazz albums. I'm finding funk albums. Yeah. I found a Japanese, in searching for one Jay-Z song, I found this uh, Japanese jazz artist. Hmm. A Japanese jazz artist? Jazz artist. Because his song was sampled on something else that was that was part of like the trail that led to that one song. Yeah. There's some songs that have, like you know how people get um those, they'll get sued for royalties or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or publishing because the song had a similarity to it. Right. There's there's so many songs that literally sound the same but never been used. It's the is it the melody that you get sued for? So if you like if you I had, think because it's it's there's like a, there's melody a lyric anything if you use that song structure a piece of that song that music yeah they they go for that piece of that publishing right but there's a song where I thought oh shit it's this song yeah. And I went for that original song. It wasn't even that. It was something completely different. Mm. But those two songs were not even alike. It's just that it sounded similar based on how they tweaked the sound of it. Uh, and, that, and that's how you were able to find that Japanese yeah, jazz because artist. I went because I went for this song like, oh, I know what that is. I know who made that. I went yeah. for it. Wasn't that? So yeah. I'm searching, searching, searching. I was up for like hours when I found it. Then yeah. when I found the artist. I'm sifting through his collection and listening to all his shit. That shit slapped. So now I'm, I started making this playlist of sampled music, right? That yeah. was similar in BPM, all this shit. Yeah. And just to be around the crib and shit. You know what I mean? Some days I want it to sound like I'm shopping in Uniqlo. Some yeah. days I want it to be like, you know what I mean? I'm in the back and I'm rolling up or something. Like it, just, <laughs> it just depends. But that's what the music is for me. Like being able to go in and it lead me to that search. Yeah. And that's why I wasn't on Apple. That's why I wasn't on Spotify. Because I couldn't do it on Spotify. Yeah. When I'd look, they'd automatically force me to play something else or listen to something else, mm. which is weird. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm not doing this. I, I like Tidal. I think I was, when I had it, I actually kept Tidal for like two years just for the culture. I felt like, I, for me personally, I felt like I needed to support Jay-Z. It's a, it's a, it's a black-owned platform. And um, I actually, I never, I, I never used it consistently. If you're looking for podcasts, by the way, we're available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never, I never listened to, um, I never used title consistently, but I, but I just kept it because, you know, I felt like I, I felt like I needed to contribute. I feel you. You know what I mean? But, but I, I said all that to say, it's just weird how people, you know, some people still like Snapchat. And some people, some people, some people, uh, some people still like Facebook or, or Facebook. Some people are Instagram. But it has something to offer. Like for the longest, I had Snapchat for a couple of reasons. But the main thing was I could I could edit and filter my videos and pictures a way yeah. that I couldn't do on IG. So I would I would have it on Snap, edit it, and then save it and then post it yeah. on IG. You mean? Yeah. Because. I, I know what I could do with it. I could add geotags that aren't on IG yeah. or better looking geotags right. or something like that. And Because yeah, Instagram gives you like that standard yeah. San Diego, California. They, they, they stole the model, but they didn't improve on the model. Right. That's all. Yeah. It's just that, why do I need to go to Snapchat if I'm on IG and I have those options? Yeah. Right? Because that's what, that's, what, that's what IG ended up doing. Like, let's take their model so we can keep our people on our platform. Yeah. Except... They didn't do it any better. They just gave you the availability. Similar to TikTok, right? Yeah. You came up, they came up with reels. Yeah. 
Reels is literally the same thing, yeah. but um, it's prop- it's just not as good or as popular as it. Yeah. But they did it to keep more of the, pe- the people who hate going from app to app to app. You ain't got to do it no more. So now you have Snapchat-like yeah. abilities on IG, so I don't got to go to Snapchat. Yeah. And then you have TikTok-like abilities on IG, so I don't have to go to TikTok. They're trying to basically do what Facebook did and give make everything available because remember feeds used to be way different yeah right and right. It, it transitioned to the algorithm to, to different things of how of how you can do your timeline because it went from making a post to what was called feeds to now whatever they call it what's on your mind or whatever so those transitions were for them to be able to keep more people on the yeah. platform and and IG is under them too, just like WhatsApp is. So it's like, you're you're when you think you're outside that Facebook family, you're you're actually there. You know what I mean, <laughs> they do everything to kind of tie all your shit back in. Yeah. Uh, long story short, with Snap, why people still use it because they have certain things that yeah. are useful, but Snap is still around because it's generational. The same yeah. way that I believe Pandora is still around. Like okay. At one time, Pandora was the Spotify of this game. Yeah, Red Redbox is still hanging on. Redbox is still around. You, you see, what <laughs> yeah, Redbox went from oh, they might fuck up, they might fuck the scene up to they basically became blockbuster because mm-hmm. they they did enough to come in and get your attention, but they yeah. didn't do enough to keep your attention. Yeah, just like in relationship, fellas, <laughs> we do just enough to get them, but we don't do enough to keep them, and vice versa, ladies. Yeah, um, man. It's like I think you know women. That's that's like a woman's favorite line. What? You know, you did enough to keep me, but why'd you like? I like I heard a, a woman just tell me recently. She was like, in a relationship, she she just wants a man to do the same thing he did to get her to keep her. I mean, like the stuff you did in the beginning, just keep that fiery. Nah, keep that spark going. Now nah, you ain't doing it. Um, no, uh, that's that's loaded. <laughs> that's loaded. In my opinion, that's loaded because. You're going to outgrow what I've done. This is the best way I can make it make sense is you get your, imagine you come home every day and you give your lady a flower every day, every day, every day to where now the the gesture of it, right? The, the spontaneity or of, of that gesture or the gesture itself doesn't have the same impact now it's an expectation hmm. right yeah because the moment you don't do it it's what's wrong or why aren't you why haven't you done why didn't you give me a flower hmm. right you gotta you have to be able to grow that gesture yeah. or develop that gesture in a different way because now at it at the blueprint is still the same doing something that that keeps the feeling or restores the feeling whenever it's considered to be uh lost or going away but um the same thing over and over is going to become you the same person like why are you mm-hmm. still the same like you well, haven't grown not the same things i think she meant the more so the romantic gesture yeah that's the blueprint though yeah but you brought up something do we is that, do you think, is that like an insecurity thing for women? What? Like for, for them to be feeling like, hey, like you did all this stuff to get me in the beginning and mm-hmm. now 
you don't do these same things anymore? Like, does that, do you think that that cause, I would think that it probably will, like it causes an insecurity in a woman to feel like he's not as interested anymore. I want to say insecurity. Wait, you mean if they if they're not doing the same things? Right, like if I'm if I'm not if I'm not buying you roses or not courting you, you know what I mean? Not being that ro- not being that romantic guy anymore. Does that in turn make a woman feel like she's lost it? Like she's lost her way maybe? It it yeah, will it make them feel that way? It depends on the woman, but it can contribute to it. Like small yeah. part of a bigger issue. Yeah. And like that little thing is the doorway into the big issue. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you, you, you've been with somebody enough, them beefing about you leaving your socks on the floor isn't really the issue. It's right. something else. Like, they might be unhappy. It's not your job to make someone happy. First and foremost, sure. no, you, you can contribute to someone's happiness. It's not your responsibility or your job to make someone happy. Yeah. So get out of that mindset of, I got to make you happy. For sure. You know or I got to keep you happy. Yeah. No, that's internal. Like motivation, that's all internal to you. Like if you don't even know that about yourself, yeah. then you shouldn't be with somebody because you don't even understand that you are the key to your own happiness. I think I think that's easier said than done because at the end of the day, we all want that. We all yearn for that companionship. Um, so it, it's difficult. What but, the, but, the happiness thing? Well, the like 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 you said, hey, if you if you don't have these things down packed, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. I oh. think I think <clears throat> I think. Excuse me, if we're being honest, I think there's a lot of people in the world that probably shouldn't be in a relationship. That's extreme on my part. And, for and sure. Saying that, but it, I, I saying the you mean like continuing to do things for someone? Yes. No, the blueprint at at its core, at its core, let's consider that is doing something to. Uh, doing something or keeping keeping the feeling that you're still in it. You know what I mean? Like, they attach it to gestures of getting shit, whatever, but it, should, it could be the simplest thing yeah. to show someone, like, yo, I'm still in you, I'm still into you, yeah. or whatever. It's just how they receive it might right. not be what you want. Like, you think that little thing would be appreciated well, and it's, nah, fuck that, you should have got me, like, this is clip of uh, I want to say K. Michelle when she came in the crib and K. Michelle is wild okay. for, before you even say okay. yeah yeah I'm, so you're already I'm, I'm on the edge right now so you're already. Ready. and then she's like than this like when I walked in the door you should have been like on your knees it should have been flowers it should have been candy and it should have been an engagement ring. It should have been puppies and animals and llamas and like I like. It should have been an extravaganza to get. The look on his face was the look on my face. And I wasn't even there. Like, <laughs> the fuck you mean? This is how it should have been. So you created, she's a great script writer. Right. Wrote that movie in her head. Like, when I walk in, there's got to be confetti in this bitch. Yeah. Uh, it's, got, it's just got to be over the top. But yeah. then she walked into something she didn't want. Right. So... Now she's mad because that movie she created didn't happen. Right. So now, like, now you mad? Who you mad at? You mad at you? Or you mad at him? Yeah. Because that was your script. That's um, so. It's funny you say that. I think that in those moments that for people that who have been through trauma or who have been hurt before, you try to control how people treat you. And I'm 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 super guilty of this, you know, trying trying to lead a family and be the and be the man of the house. But because I've, you know, I've been through some things, particularly for me, my mom, 
right? That's that's where most of my my damage, if you will, comes from, or my trauma comes from. So I, I have a habit of at times of trying to control, particularly my women, not my women per se, but the women I've dated, excuse me, women I've dated, I've tried to almost control at times how they treat me because it's a way for me to try to protect myself from being hurt. Treat you like what? Uh, what do you mean? You said you try to control how they treat you. Right. So treating is like, hey, you know, control how they treat me in a sense of like, oh, being controlling. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like trying to stop a girl's like you're out too late or what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, so them being controlling. No, is I'm talking about from us, from our perspective as men. No, no, right. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like when you're saying controlling, you mean in terms of basically... Um, Lack of a better word, nagging you. Like, don't don't be out late, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why didn't you text me back? Oh, why didn't you right. call me? I, t- I hit you up, like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago. It's been two hours. Like, what's up? Where you at when you come home? Like, right. things like that. Yes. that That is controlling. And I've, uh, I've learned that about myself, that I do that in moments where I'm trying to control how somebody... I call it controlling how somebody treats me. But I'm trying to control... I'm trying to control because I've been hurt before and I don't want to feel like you, you know, you, we, we, it's like, I, I don't want to feel like you're doing something else. So we do, Hey, you know, why didn't you text me back? Or, uh, I called you three, like you said, I called you three times. So you respond. is that you to her or her to you? That's you. That's me to her. Like why you ain't hit me up or what you, yeah, I called you, that? I called you three times. Why didn't you answer? Why didn't you? Why didn't you say, "Hey, I was busy"? All right. So, is it? So this goes, and then you start writing that story in your head that, "Hey, look, I called you three times over eight hours. What were you doing for eight hours straight? Something was up. You know what I mean, like yeah. nothing should have took you away from hitting me up. Yeah. So, if I'm hearing this yeah. right, is it you're scared of them leaving you? I think part of it is that, right? Um, because I, because I, because I think for me personally, um. I dealt with like because of you know the dynamic of my mother father relationship again going back to the crack crack ec- epidemic. I dealt with um, addictive behaviors where parents would come and go, but as a young kid, I yearned for that love for my mother. And that's what I mean, like them leaving you because it's because um, she becomes the the nurturer in yeah. your life and in your relationship, even though this is your partner. Right. But they her, take they take on that burden, right, unfortunately. Because that is something you didn't get, and you get yeah. it now. It's mommy issues. Yeah, if, if yeah. Being a buck. This would matter, yeah. and and like because your mom has been in and out. Her her leaving you would or resembles a lot. Um, like you've said before, the body remembers. So right. them leaving, or um, you not be able to see them, or something is similar to your mom being in and out of your life, kind of. Right. Okay. Right. And just trying to control because, you know, obviously I couldn't control my mom as a kid. Mm. So, like I said, I deal, I dealt with her addictive behaviors to where she might come drop me off at your house and be like, hey, I'm going to go get my nails done. And yeah. I'll be back and then I don't see her for days and I end up having to figure out how to get home. And, I'll, and I would call her all day long and she wouldn't answer. Like she was slowly, like it, it, was, a, it was a stage of her answering the call, you know, you know, in my head, you know, getting your nails done at that time, you know, only took like two hours, right? right? So five, six hours in, I'm starting to make phone calls or, you know, I'm like, hey, mom, where you at? Oh, I'll be there soon. And then it would go from her answering the phone 
to just letting the phone ring. And then it graduated from just letting the phone ring to now it seems like either the phone is off or it died. Either way, it's off. And then I don't see her for months. So that's where I dealt with those addictive behaviors. So I think at times, not I think, I know at times as a man, I've projected those insecurities onto my 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 nurturer, you know, uh, the lady I'm dating at that time. How, uh, how'd you battle that? Uh, I'm still battling it. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. Okay. I, I think I, I learned something new about myself almost weekly. You know, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, tearing down the brick wall, you know, around my heart to different things. And it opens me up. It makes me more gentle. It makes me more uh, understanding. It makes me more empathetic, more sympathetic. Uh, because in those moments of feeling that neglect or insecurity, you only care about yourself. And it turns into a really, really selfish, um, almost like a tug of war of love. With yourself? Um, I think I think there's a, a, a I think there's a separate internal battle that happens. And then I think there's the battle that happens outside that's between you and that significant other. That's yeah, that's with everybody. And just like when we talk, um, remember I might have an interpretation of what we're doing. Yeah. And you may have something completely different than that. For and sure. then, so that's already in my head how uh, when I'm approaching you to talk. Right. But then, and then when we have the conversation, whether I realize it or not, or you pick up on it, I'm coming in like yeah. that's leading the conversation. How I'm thinking is leading the conversation. Right. Um, and even though that's not what it is on the outside. Right. So now I was, that, writing, I was trying to write a movie. My bad. No. So that you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like, so that misunderstanding is like yeah. that misunderstanding is driving us down a bad road right and you and in that in that thinking and being in your head you're just thinking about you pretty much right? you're not thinking about this other person you're not thinking about well maybe they hit traffic or, or maybe they made a stop to get some groceries what if what something if, happened yeah and, if anything you're just thinking i called you you didn't call me back like we um when you have that insecurity i think in that neglect you ultimately want, especially to that person that you feel like you're exclusive to, or that person that's closest to you, you feel you feel that they owe you everything, everything. access, access um, exactly. As as somebody who's dealt with that insecurity and that neglect, you, you feel like to me a lot of times I felt like I've I've projected as if I wanted all access, like I wanted a backstage pass. She said, you can't know what I've done You can't go where I'm from Your lips can lie, but your eyes can't hide You're too young, you're too young How I thought our love would be so true I just wish you knew I'd be all yours if my mind didn't wonder I've got scars from my life before you Please don't think I'm insecure 
things that uh you know you got to really begin to like you said the problem is never the problem no. so for me it's digging roots you know what i mean i, I come to work with a shovel every day got you you have to you got know what i mean because it you're gonna be growing till you check out dig up that front yard you want that grass green dig up the fuck out of that front yard turn that dirt you over and yeah and just get it right make sure yeah. it is is right it's nurtured it got all the shit it needs you know what i'm saying balance it out yeah you know what i mean Bring your shovel to work. All day. Bring your shovel to work. All day. I mean, unless you want to, I was going to say bring your hoe, but. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you women shaming? No, I am. uh, Stay at home as business, Steve. I'm landscaping shaming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. uh, Aha. I see what you did there. Aha. Hey. Transparent boys. Yeah, transparent boys, man. (laughs) I mean, we're here to stay. Um, So. On the flip side of that, is like, how have you had have you had any of those issues like that? Have you felt like you've you've dealt with anything like that? Yeah, I always felt. Not, I've never opened up. Hmm. Like, um, this is I a safe, think, this is a safe space. No, I mean, like, it, that it was never a safe space. Even with someone I was deeply in love with, wow, it, never a safe space. Never a safe enough space for me to open up to. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could feel comfortable. I could. Um, know this is home, get that feeling of home, that nurture. But the moment that I felt like I could be crossed by sharing something with you and you, the slightest inclination that you shared that with somebody, there was no trust. There was no us. There was none of that. I, I shut I shut you off and, sh- and cut you out. You know what I'm saying? And that is just how I moved after that. And that, it took a minute to like look at myself and go, where does this fucking come from? Why am I even doing it? Like, why do I have trust issues and where did it stem from? And it always goes back to family. I mean, and it's not to say that my family in particular did me wrong. It was just, that was never a thing of sharing and being open. We, we, we always kept our feelings to ourselves. Or you see something even that you should feel away about it. You, you, you feel about it to yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't share that with with nobody for no reason. And I didn't learn how to do that at home. So how the fuck am I going to walk out into the world and people expect me to know how to do that? Yeah. I mean, and even if you're trying to teach me, yeah. I don't. I already don't trust you, so I'm going to trust you with what you're teaching me. So yeah. it was just consistent wall after wall. And mind you, I'm, I've always been to myself. I've yeah. always moved by myself, so... You think, you think the threat of being alone was enough to, like, rattle the foundation? No, I know I'm gonna be alone. Yeah, I came alone. I just happened to meet you. So yeah. if you tell me you're gonna leave if I don't do X, Y, and Z, yeah. I don't move to ultimatums like that. Bye. It's crazy there, but you know, I think our with our with our woman in particular, a lot of times it's very difficult to do that with because we're always writing that story in our head. Yeah. So we're never able to fully open up and fully trust. And I've also, I've heard that before. But there's always that one person that can crack the egg. 
like that homegirl that that broke you out of your shell yeah. some time back. I got on the phone with her and she did the same thing to me. That's her though. She's just talented in her motherfucker like that. Yeah, that, she that, like so, so so how you doing? Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me go ahead and cry now. Yeah, I, 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 I see I see you been da, 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 da. she started throwing out updates and stuff. And I'm like, well, and then that that I plan for that to be a 10, 15 minute conversation. Mm. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey man, dim the lights, light a candle, and sit down, bro. Man, like, just we ended up having like an hour and a half conversation. And us just unpacking. She does that. Man. She does that. For real. There's always that one person. And it's like, we all know her for who she is. She's a good-hearted, great person, right? But I would never, I don't think I would have ever consciously been like, let me call her and open up. Because you don't expect, you think you just, you know, you're so used to talking to her. That's your friend. This is the homie. You, 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 You have history with her. Yeah. So it's really just like catching up with an old friend. Right. And she does this incredible thing of balancing her profession with her personality. So those huh. those those back and forth talks are her being her naturally, yeah. but because she does what she does. And she has a really naturally dope personality. Yeah. So, so you you combine your craft. You are so fucking comfortable, right? And you don't feel a way. That's why, like, walking into her office is dangerous as hell because, <laughs> you know what I mean? You coming in, what you doing? You want to go get lunch, and that door closed, and it's like two hours, and you're just like... You out of tissues. Mind you, I was in the course. Good. I was in the course at the time, and we were on break, and I went to go see it. I missed, like, the next... I wouldn't change probably. I was like, let me, I gotta go. I need man. to, you're like, yeah, I, 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 I need to go. go. But, but I, I guarantee you when it started, you started looking at the time and be like, man, this is going somewhere. I did. I, I, I need I, this. That class can wait. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, if they're going to send me home, they're going to send me home. But I'm here and luckily I didn't get up and go, man. I actually went back. I, I tried to like pop back in whenever she, she wasn't like, you know, she didn't have patience or whatever yeah. shit. It, because it was like, it was eye opening. It was, yeah. And I think it's part of why we're doing what we're doing now. Yeah. Like that played a big part into it. Yeah. So I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of uh, the Joker, and kind of his story, and how they which one? Um, Heath Ledger originally, which is the the one that we all know the, that did the really big was that that was a uh, I don't remember which Batman movie he played. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. But um, but the the backstory that came after the movie, the Joker, the one with um, Joaquin oh, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, yes. No, that's why I was asking which storyline because there's yeah. different. There's like a darker Joker, then there's like the yeah. comical one. Like they're all. They're, I, I guess I see. I, I call myself a Joker fan, but I guess I haven't done enough research and done no, history. In the com- in a comic comic world, like there's different. You know, there's always different storylines for every for every every what's name because there's a different writer. Yeah. For each one, like yeah. they'll develop them a completely different way. Yeah, you know I mean? his backstory to how it just unfolded, you know, him having uh, whatever that disease was he had, where he would just burst out in laughter, and him, you know, trying to be accepted and then getting denied and having people just kind of mistreat him along the way okay. with good intentions and wanting good back from the world, it ultimately then turned him bad. That's you. No, 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 not at all. No, okay, not at all. But I, I just, I just, I always relate to that story because, like, if you, when you not relate to that story, but like I, um, I sympathize with his with that storyline because 
It's like he made that attempt to be a good person and he tried and it got to a point to where he felt like he needed to protect himself. Because the world kept showing him something different. Exactly, right? Because he was a really gentle dude and then it ends up he's dropping a pistol at a kid's birthday party because some dudes jumped him the night before. Yeah. Right? And then it went from that to, hey, you know, Joker, what the fuck are you doing? Why you got a gun at a kid's birthday party? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then it's like, eventually he just, over time, just started to go mad because he felt like, you know, he felt alone. Like that was the only thing he had. Exactly. And even, uh, he was a big, I don't know the name of the TV show host. I think it was, was it Al Pacino that played that role? It wasn't no, Al Pacino. No. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, yeah. Robert De Niro played the talk show host who he was madly, um, uh, like, he, that was, he was a big fan Yeah, he, of he wanted show. to go on the show and Exactly. And, and then he met him and then. He was a dick. He was a dick to yeah. him. Right? I, I love your, like, this was, him watching the show was the highlight of his day. They actually made fun of him before. Remember his stand-up where he had the oh. books and he was, he, he. He had that as a segment on his show, and they were like laughing at him, calling him a clown, mm-hmm. not in a good way. Yeah, you know, he felt the way about that. Yeah, it turned turned the Joker mad, and then it, it turns into him just you know, uh, just trying to traumatize everybody he could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So is that what you're doing with your women? Nah, that's that's definitely not what I'm doing. Like I honestly, when I when I make mistakes, um, I do a lot of reflecting. You know, um, but the problem with just reflecting without resources is you don't have the tools necessary to notice when you're wrong because our mind is our mind. Yeah. Right. So you can't you don't always have the ability. Rarely do we have the ability to tell ourselves that we were truly wrong to see our faults because it's our brain. We the actions that we did, we thought that way when we committed the action. So after the fact, it's not it's not an easy task to be like. Oh, I did that wrong. Okay. It's I think it's very difficult in those times without without new resources, without new information, you can't assess what you've done without, you know, without having those conversations and and having a balancing board. But you don't have those conversations. You you have right. the reflection, which yeah. is a starting point, mm-hmm. and you don't follow up. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I think I think we're all guilty of it at some time or another. But you know, this is why you know mental health is such a big push now. Happy World Mental Health Day, by the way. Oh yeah, that's what I forgot to bring up on the last joint, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Happy World Mental Health Day. Hey, take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You got a question for the people? Um, what are you doing to take care of your mental health? Not just in this particular week. Yeah. Right, which is October fourth through the tenth. Yeah. But every day, you should be practicing some degree of mental health or whatever word you want to put it under. Yeah. Um, self care, self maintenance, the the thing that works for you. We yeah. talk about meditation. Started out talking about meditation because that was a tool or a resource that you can use to help balance your brain, balance everything that you're dealing with. Yeah. But what are you doing each and every day to find your reflection point to you know release a little tension off that valve and be able to take each and every day moving forward before you have to meet that first roadblock and then assess where you're at what are you doing that you you need like as as much as we have like a work routine a physical routine um it's becoming more and more apparent that a mental routine is very much a muscle you feed it 
you you give it the things it needs to grow, but you still need to exercise it. And you know, much like when you physically put your put your body through that good stress to to grow from, yeah, you have to do the same thing to your mind. You have to challenge it, yeah. but you also need to give it those uh, off days of relaxation, right, and right. kind of mental stretches. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I I went through this really bad when I was working. Um, I was doing project management at the time. And I was also, um, I was in college. So my, my, job, my job forced me to really think all day long. Yeah. So by the time I got to school at 5 o'clock, my brain was exhausted. exhausted. And you didn't feed it anything or refeed your brain throughout the day, yeah. right? Because you know you're using so much of it, it gets exhausted. You didn't give it that breather. Mm-hmm. And you, not even did you give it that breather, you didn't give it the additional energy it needed for you to go later on in that day yeah. through school because you're going to go, you're going to sit there through lectures or whatever. Yeah. You might follow that with homework, reports, projects, whatever. When did you or give it that, that time to not do anything but just relax? Yeah. That's what I realized. Like, it's really hard to go to college or go to school and have a hard job. Mm. You know what I mean? If you have a job that is, is demanding on your brain or demanding on your body all day long, and then try to go to college from you know five to ten or four hours a day or whatever. That's really that's really difficult to do effectively. But it's possible people can do no, it's it. Dual. It's dual, but the stress of it too. Like we think it's always like the the constant motion that plays a role into it. It is stress. That stress you build, that anxiety you deal with, all of that is wearing your brain down. It's wearing your body down. It's wearing your brain down. It's sort of like when you're tired. What tired are you? Are you mentally tired or is it physical, you know? Yeah, and then, you know, tired versus sleepy. Right. I be tired a lot of the times, but I do not be sleepy. And if you ever pay attention to how we eat, right, Mm. Um, certain things you eat will have you wanting to sleep, like, immediately. Because it's, it's, right, but um, it'll be like something light. It won't even be something real greasy, but it's just like the effect that it has on you is like, your brain needs you to rest in order for it to break all this shit down hmm. and kind of like recharge you. Like, wow. Like if you take a, like it, there's times when I would eat and I would take a nap because in that way I know like that energy you get, you know, because every time you sleep, your, yeah, your body is doing what it needs to do and getting things where it needs to be repairing all this. So that quick nap will give it like enough to give you something extra throughout the day. I would take naps on my desk like 10 minutes. Um, I learned this thing called, um, uh, hypnagogic sleep I'm probably mispronouncing it right but um, Salvador Dali used to do it right he used to like sit at the edge of a chair and he would put like a key in his hand and put a plate under it like so he's holding the key in his hand over the plate and he'd just pass out so it'd be enough to put you through REM sleep for like a few minutes so maybe in, let's call it a 10 to 20 minute window something like that and just to clarify, REM is that deep sleep. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's where you, your body goes through, and it actually right. does the thing. It once you fall asleep, you still gotta gotta power. You it still down gotta yeah. You still gotta power to get down. into that REM. Sleep. You're in okay. sleep, and then you're kind of like, if you're if you on a motorcycle ride, it's like engine braking. So like as you're going right, you're going from six gear all the way down to a slower, manageable gear to be at a consistent speed. So got it. Right. Um, so your body's just basically engine braking down to a consistent speed to where it can do self-maintenance 
right? But anyway, he'll hold the key, and then once he got like that, like he'll have like a spasm because you get these, um, like you know, a good spasm, your body like jerk yeah, or whatever. The, yeah. the key will fall out his hand, hit the plate. That noise would wake him up. Hmm. So he would take these naps throughout the day. So he wouldn't really sleep as much. He would take like some like three or four naps a day or whatever. Yeah. And then he's in a creative space when he wakes up. So now he's all the weird shit we seen him draw. That's from him getting that from the, like that energy through sleep and those visions through uh, through sleeping like that. I've heard that short naps are better for you than long naps. Yeah. Like when my insomnia was at his worst, I would probably nap about three times a day. So I wasn't getting any sleep anymore. Yeah. Like my longest sleep window would be about three hours, but because I had three naps built into that, I would find that balance of energy. So I was always like up. So like when I was going out like every day, yeah. it's because I was already going to have three hours of sleep. My window was... My window was, <laughs> You're not missing nothing. Yeah, I'm not missing nothing. My window is from 12.30, 1 a.m. Yeah. to about, let's call it 3, maybe 4. Yeah. And so I would take a nap somewhere about 12, uh, somewhere around 4, uh, go to the gym, and then take another nap somewhere between 8 and 9, and I'm up. Wow. And then I'm going to get my three hours. So I still had enough time to do whatever work I needed to do if I'm in school, not my school workout, yeah. or I would be up. So since I'm up, I'm going to knock out as much school work as possible. So I would yeah. be like two, three weeks ahead as far as like work. I mean, as far as school work. Yeah. And then I would completely forget about school because I'm so ahead. I've done all my, you know, I'm online. So I did all my, um, all my quizzes, did my midterm because it was available. I did all my reports. Yeah. You know I mean, and I'm just working on all my final shit. That's that is um, really that's really. I mean, it's it's a good thing. It's not. It's, it's a good thing because you had a routine and it worked for you. But it's also crazy to me, just kind of how we were talking about uh, earlier. Um, you know, being tired versus being sleepy. Yeah. When you're when you're truly an insomniac, and I'm not talking about the people who don't have a job and stay up all night and sleep all day. People <laughs> like to call that insomnia. I'm like, that's you don't have a job. Either. You have nowhere to be in the morning. You have nothing to do. <laughs> you have nothing to do. It's that's, a different. That's a big difference. It's different. You stay up all night because you sleep all day. That's not insomnia. That's not insomnia. That's free time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't sleep. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you ain't burning no energy. You don't need to go to sleep. You're not doing shit. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, when you truly have insomnia, you know, your body, for me, I always felt tired. But I was never, I was very rarely sleepy. So I think that just speaks to um, needing to clear your mind to yeah. be able to allow yourself, um, your brain to, like you said, shift from sixth gear down just to down, first gear. Yeah. And just kind of coast yeah. there for a little bit, let you do some maintenance. Or turn that motherfucking motorcycle off, bro, and just... Yeah. Man, that, that was a... That was a um, that was, that was a jewel. Steve the Jeweler. Yeah, he know the vibes. Hey, man, $59.95, we'll get you right now. Yeah. <laughs> man, uh, that's, that's crazy. I wonder. I wonder if my karma's up and this is my last life. To get it right. Transcendence. The days are getting short, I notice. Seems like time is moving fast forward while I'm in slow motion. Slow. Losing loved ones with really no one to cope with. It's cool, my third and my fourth, I open. Thank you, guys. Damn. I 
dies a cell, but still locked on a cell. I never thought I'd see the day my mom wouldn't agree with Oprah and Gail. Myra Denise was my piece of heaven on earth and living hell. Who gave me everything but never took anything for itself. Imagine 06 Impala with zero mileage. 17 baggy clothes, not like Billy Eilish. Some niggas grow old, but not up. They still as childish. Demons wearing masks as my friends, they favorite disguises. But niggas not gon' forget about me like niggas forgot about how Harriet was supposed to be on top of that $20. Dog, my life is seen out of Casablanca. You got it wrong, I'm the monster. Burning man, ayahuasca. My check on no diagnostics. You disappear in the D like you Jimmy Hoffman. I play my part like Leo. I think I learned my biggest lesson. I was stationed in Washington State at the time. I had one on deployment. Um, I think I was gone for like a nine or a ten month deployment. The parking space that I used to always park my car in, um, um, I won't, I won't, I'm going to hold that part to the end. Um, I came home, came home from deployment. We gone for 10 months. I'm happy to see my fam. Yeah. The car that I drove to work was kind of my A and B car. I pretty much use that strictly for work. Yeah. And then my girl at the time, she drove the family car. So when I get home, I'm not even checking for that car. We in the family car. I just got home. I've been gone all this time. So we ripping and running three days straight. I never even look over to see if my car is there. So it's probably like a three-day weekend. Tuesday morning, I get up to go to work. And I look at the parking space, and my car's not there. Hmm. And I'm like, that's weird. Maybe I parked at the other apartment over. You know, most apartment buildings all look the same yeah. within, this, within the complex. So I'm like, maybe I parked in the wrong spot. I looked at the wrong building. Car's not there. A few minutes go by, I realize that this parking space is now a handicapped parking space. And I was just so excited to get home. I just pulled up and hopped out. And never noticed it. So my on Tuesday morning, my car had been in the tow yard for three days at this point. Mm. So this particular tow yard, it was like a, it was ran by one person who's the owner of the tow yard. And he's like, hey, mind you, I got to be at work at 6.30, 7 a.m. at the latest. He's like, hey, you know, meet me at the tow yard at 11 o'clock. And I'll, you know, we can do business. So I'm sitting there at 11. I'm waiting for him. Hour go by. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on my way. It's now 12. One o'clock. Still haven't got there. Oh, I'm on my way. Sorry. Three o'clock rolls by. Finally, he gets there three and a half, four hours later. I am on fire on the inside. Yeah, and I can see that just irritated you <laughs> right there, right? So he gets there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep my cool. I know it's going to be a lot. It's been gone three days. So I want to try to get a discount off this thing. So let me be nice. I'm in my uniform. So I'm thinking he's going to give me something off of it. So he's talking to me. And it's a uh, it's an older Asian dude. And obviously this interaction is not a pretty pleasant interaction. Whenever you get your car no, towed, you're mad at the world. Yeah. But I held back my resentment yeah. for him towing my car. And I just kept calm the whole time. And he's like, sorry, I made you wait all that time. And I'm just like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm on 150 degrees on the inside. By the end of the conversation, he goes, I can learn a lot from you. He says, how old are you? I'm like 24, 25. At the time, I'm like, I'm 24. He's like, I'm 45, and I don't have the patience that you have. He hands me my keys and gives me my car for free. Mind you, the bill was like 575. Mm. He said, I can learn a lot from you, young man. Gave me my keys and told me to bounce. So... From that day forward, it just makes me, it made me change the way that not only the way I treat public servants, 
but the way I treat people in general. Because, you know, just keeping your calm, even when you're frustrated and even sometimes when you're mad in those moments, you know, that she can go a long way. It could go a long way. And from that, it, it made me like, like I had no, I just, I just suspected he was going to give me a couple off. Mm. Right? I'm asking him for like a military discount. He yeah, like, nah, you ready? Gonna, to... Yeah, he like, nah, we don't do that. Yeah, let me, pre- let me press the uniform. Right? That. I mean, because I had the money to get it out, but I didn't want to spend it. You didn't want to spend cent- it because $600. You could put that to something else. Right. Or maybe a, if an emergency came up later yeah. or an opportunity, you have it. Homie gave me my keys and sent me on my way. He's like, I, I could learn a lot from you, young man. Blew me the hell away. Was and I was like, wow. At all because. Even, you know, you walked in there knowing, like, part, well, yeah. partly it's on you. For sure. But the, and definitely a lot of it is on you, not yeah. from just being so happy. It's all, like, I mean, in that situation, it's all on me. No, right, but um, your awareness, you know, you're just happy to be home, you see your family, you just want to spend time, all this shit, you just want to get back to regular living, and then the the pressure of making it to work and first having to get it, then running around and then getting to work and all this shit. And you know how it is being late. Yeah, definitely. Like and, gotta, and I'm late the first day you, after the weekend we get back from deployment. Yeah, you got to talk to like 30 motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know what you was doing. Yeah, no, like, actually, no, you don't, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you don't. Stop assuming some yeah. shit. But see, then that's the thing you would lose your patience in because the assumption of them thinking they know who you are and how you move versus... Yo, you know what the fuck I just had to deal with? But the restraint you shown paid off. Yeah, it you know did, man. It, it, it changed me forever. I but did you it. move like that moving forward? For or sure. was it just for, sure. for like public, If I get a ticket or, you know, public servants, like, you got, like, like old girl said when she came up to the room. Yeah. I got a job to do, fam. Yeah, and I, and I respected it. Yeah, if you if you, they tell me I got to come up here because you're making noise. But she understood my beef was not with her. My beef yeah. was the amazement that you know, there's all these complaints, but not at, it wasn't complaints because, yo, I warned you and mm. you forced my hand. It was, mm. nah. Like, like, and I think the dude was just scared more than anything because he For didn't sure. know who was on the other side of that door. He heard music, he heard voices. So it's like, sure. I don't want to deal I, with I, that I got shit. The door. I got the padlock in the room. Yeah, and, and just like padlock your story, on the door. Mm. just like your story, like, I think it was because I was more laughing at the situation yeah. and, and just cool and respecting that she had a job to do yeah. and, not trying to be, oh, get the fuck out of here. Because you, you, you can say the same thing two different ways. Exactly. You can say, hey, look, I mean, we're in Vegas. We're here to make noise. What you mean? We in Vegas? Yeah. Like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, yeah. you could have took that. That can go a completely different way. Because I, I, I laughed. I was like, where we at? <laughs> I, but I was like, I get it. It's cool. Yeah. I was like, we getting out of here anyway. Like, you know, like, yeah. not like, getting the fuck up out of here. Like, no, we about to hit the strip. You were just more like, so trying to keep your vibe. Yeah, like, we, we're going to be in the strip. So, I mean, ain't going to be no noise for them to, I like, if, he called you back up here and nobody answered the door. I was like, I'm not here. We're yeah. on the strip. So he's just being miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just need you to know that. But And after a while, like I would see her. Petty Paul. And just straight, Petty Paul. <laughs> you're all stepping through Petty, man. Like yeah. fucking, she'd see me, head nod or laugh or ask me how I'm doing throughout the weekend and shit. All because of some dickhead. And now I'm friends with the person he called. You know, you know, right. But Steve, it was, Steve, come on. Yeah. R- really? Yeah. I, re- I remember. I remember, bro. Just go back to the room. I remember I left my room key going downstairs. Because I went downstairs to pick up my, um, my boy Will. Because we all stayed in different hotels at the time. Yeah. And he was coming into the hotel. So I went downstairs to go get him. Yeah. And Because, uh, you know, you have to have a key to go past up the, the elevator. Yeah. So I came downstairs and I met him downstairs. I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on, let's go. 
I left my key up in the room, but Shorty's in the room. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot my key. And she was at the thing. She's like, go ahead. I was like, what? He's like, he's like, what's that? I was like, I told him about it. Yeah, you know, um, old Petty Paul next door called security on us. Yeah. I just made a friend. You know what I mean? Look at, look at life. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at life. That's, how, that's, how, that's how life works. Speaking of that, um, I stopped at a burger stand on the way here to grab some food. And I went in there, ordered my food. Um, uh, it's a young lady and a baby and a dude. I don't think nothing of it. Little cute little baby, whatever. So I walk out. Um, oh, as I'm walking out after ordering my food, I, at some point the dude gets up and walks out. As I'm coming back in or coming out, and he's coming back in, I open the door for him. And he's like, "Hey, thanks, brother." A really friendly way, right? So already I'm like, "Oh man, this is a good dude." So I'm in my head, you know, doing my thing in the car. I'm sitting down. I'm smoking a cig. He walks up and he's like, bro, look, I'm sorry to bother you. Can I have a smoke? And I can tell he's anxious. Yeah. He's His anxiety is on 10. And he's like, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm just dealing with a lot of anxiety right now. I can tell out the gate when he asked me for the cigarette that he was, something was going like he on. Was, he was dealing with it. So he's like, man, you know, it's some bullshit. Um, my ex, that's my ex in there. I'm here visiting with, with her and my kid. We're supposed to be working on things. And I went to go change my baby in the car and she got a bunch of men's stuff in her back seat. A bunch of a bunch of another man's stuff in his back seat, and he's just going, man. We're supposed to be working on things, and I don't understand how she could do this and da da da. And long story less long, me and this dude ended up having, you know, having an anxiety conversation and just kind of exchanging stories a little bit. And he helped me, and I helped him. And he was just like super excited, like, man, I'm I'm glad I asked you for a cigarette. Yeah, that turned into that that turned into way more than he expected. He got more than a cigarette. Yeah. And he probably left with more understanding than he came for sure. With. And he was a he was a young fella. He was only like twenty three. Oh, that's even better. That yeah. you just you, yeah, you gifted him. You gifted him. Man, he was when we got done with our conversation. He was so happy, and it, and it was crazy. It's like he he not only like that was the best cigarette I probably was given away. You know, that's probably mean? the best cigarette he smoked. You see what I'm saying? So we just had like a cool exchange of words. We had like some briefing, you know, about anxiety. And I was telling him, hey, look, I'm going through some of the similar things that, that you're going through with the divorce and all that. It's been a hectic year, blah, 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 blah. But he was just like, yo, thank you, man. Like, he was like, man, I almost didn't ask you for a cigarette, but you opened the door for me. So I was just like, fuck it. He'll probably give me one. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad you asked for it, man. And it's just crazy, like, how those, those, uh, those random interactions, the random, random, those random interactions um, spark these conversations. Yeah. Um, and, and, and give you diamonds that oh, you can take home. Definitely. Definitely. You know what I mean? More layups. More all oh, layup drills all day. All day long. Transparent boys. Transparent boys. <laughs> and that's cool, man. It's like you have to think, man, everybody that thinks that they're, everybody likes to think that my problem, nobody understands it. I'm the only one going through this. And to, a, to an extent, that is true. You know, we're all one of one. Like there is people like no, there's I'm so different. There's nobody like me. Well, you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I'm Bryant. You're Steve. You know, the way you <laughs> act, the way you are, is only to you. The, you're supposed to be different than everybody else. It's, that's funny when you say you're one on one, right? Because I think of when I was on dating apps, and everybody's calling themselves the unicorn, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, unicorns are unique. Yeah. 
But yet, here we go. 30 unicorns in a row. Yo, I don't know if it's just my feed, but on the day naps, do you see a lot of like I'm medical? Not, I'm medical. not on But when you were in the past, I'm not, I'm not anymore either. You mean I, lately or during this pandemic? Uh, earlier, earlier on in the pandemic, I was kind of dabbling around. All the heroes was out. Right. Everybody, not only did they have the mask on, they had their scrubs on, and they letting you know that if you get with them, you're dating a hero. And I was like, Mm. <laughs> but I'm like 90% of the women on the on the date on Hinge because that was the only one that I was on time. But 90% of women I saw on Hinge were like a nurse or a medical assistant. A lot of nurses, yeah, a ton of nurses. Yeah, I, I just thought that was I, I don't know if that was specific to me or what. I was like, this is weird. And no, it it was on there. Like um, you know, matched with a couple doctors, a couple nurses some therapists and I was like it's like what's happening is the algorithm trying to tell me something for real like, like, but then I realized like okay like, it was their time it was their time yeah. so those are the people that get bumped up to the front like you're gonna see them they're visible it's, it's their time it's their time you know <laughs> man it's like it's, it's you what you gonna do who's next <laughs> uh, what do they do um, The is it the perfect match they, what is it called where they like try to match you with somebody. Um, In, anyway, they suggest different, you know, women to. Is it app? No, no, on, on Hinge. Like they'll say. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll say, YouTube. we think you and so and so are y'all perfect using for that? Based, on, based on your, you two are the perfect match. Like, what, what, like what, what are you using? My age and my location? Like, I, I think it just matches up like likeness. Like if you went to school. And they went to school and like whatever is whatever is closer to one another, hmm. cause you know what I mean. I'm at, like, if I get back on the dating app, I'm just gonna put them six eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm gonna put. <laughs> cause that's all they want. They just oh, <laughs> I don't care about that shit. Six eight, <laughs> man. Oh man, I want I want to shout out to my boy Reggie, man. Um, rest well, champ. Get better. Um, he was, I didn't even know people still did shit like this. Wow. My boy was out on a business venture. Um, mm. You know, he he started his own uh, junk collection business. Okay. It's called, uh, uh, I think, Trash, the Trash Valet okay. is what it's called, um, it, which is a really big thing. You know, junk yeah. and junk, people, junk removal. People got shit to get rid of. They got yeah. no way to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Come, call me. We'll come get all the rubbish or whatever it is out of your backyard. A super booming business. And my understanding of the story, he set up a business meeting to try to go get a new job. Yeah. And it was a setup. Three dudes attacked him, stabbed him up real bad. He went to get a job. Yes. Like, wait, wait. He went to go he pick went to, up. He went to, up. to do, to do like a, to pick, pick up, up a contract, if you will. Oh, okay. Like, he went to go like, try to, hey, hey um, I, well, I'm here. What do you want from me? What do you need me to do? To kind of get a, a let's, break. Let's put it on paper kind yeah. of thing. All right, right. Cool. Kind, of a, kind of a briefing to the yeah, work Yeah, like work what, to what exactly ahead. you need so I know what to bring out. Yeah. yeah, and it was a setup, G. Like three dudes attacked him, stabbed him up with knives. He ended up having to go to the hospital, go to surgery. And this is a good dude, a family man. I was in the Navy with him. He has a good job. He's a, a solid, a really solid individual. Um, and uh, this happened to him, unfortunately. He's doing well. Um, I just want to let you know, Reg, you in my prayers, bro. Prayers up, man. Um, get get well soon, G. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just look and probably sound like, what the fuck? Because it doesn't make sense to me. I was so blown away by it because I'm like, he got attacked. Wait, but, okay. 
Was he carrying cash on him? I, see, uh, that, that part I don't know. He lost his phone in the process. So originally I, I called uh, I called his uh, his lady yeah. and said, hey, like, was, I called her Facebook phone. Like, yeah, yeah. What's up? She's like, he's in the hospital. He's doing better. He's getting better. He's going to be okay. So I was like, cool. Um, I had actually texted him two days before, and normally he responds pretty quickly. And he didn't respond back for like two days. So I was like, oh, that's weird. But I didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. And then another friend hit me up and said, hey, have you checked on no boy? And I'm like, have you checked on Reg? And I'm like, what? Nah, the reason why I'm confused is like what, I mean, thinking, what did they think they were going to get out of that? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I actually, man. I know, I know, I know. This, it's just stupid. It's going um, dark now. But I also had a best friend of mine that I was in, um, I was in core school with. I was really close. He also um, he got murdered up in Maryland while while in the Navy. I don't know what it. I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna blame the East Coast because people get killed and die everywhere. But that's that's just sick, man. To set people up. I didn't even know that was still a thing. Um, and I mean, obviously, I know it was still a thing, but I just didn't expect it. And that's part of my trust issues. One hundred percent. You know, you've seen it. You you've seen things like that. Um, and it's usually people that are close to you or, or know how you move that tend to play a part in it most cases. Yeah. So I, for me, it was all right. Um, that, that played a big part in my trust issue because at any time you felt like you wanted to go against me, you could. And the more you knew about me and the more yeah. whatever of my vulnerabilities, you can expose me. Is that PTSD you think to a sense? Because I've, I've I, like a lot, a lot of stuff, when I, when I started to think like that and get really paranoid, Always compared to like the environment that I grew up in. You know, and it's it was slowly, it's slowly like the less you're in that environment, the less you move like that. But it One. took it took some time because you are attached to. Remember, that's your survival mechanism. Right, so that's like, not living. That, so you had to like, yeah. You know, if I give this up, yeah. like, is this gonna be my demise? That's why. That's why living in Japan was so uh, big to my life. Like that was a game changer because it was freeing. Like you could you could slowly shed all the shit that you were carrying mm -hmm. and then kind of rediscover yourself. Yeah. Some for some people it was beneficial because you took you had the opportunity to rediscover yourself and explore it. For others, they lost who they were out there. I was never able to keep my guard down until I went to Japan. I was yo, when I dropped my wallet and came back and it was there the next day, <laughs> I that day I knew I consciously didn't want to leave there because yeah. I've never been that relaxed. Yeah. Like going out, the biggest part about going out was if you ran into somebody you had beef with, do y'all fight or do y'all just stare at each other all day? I walked into a club one time by myself and all the ops was in there. Like, I mean, like you yeah. walk in the door, you know how the lines are, right? right? So, you know, you walk in the door and some places are one way in and then, you know, one directional. So yeah. you go in one way, but you Come exit on. another way. Yeah. Sort of like how um, F6 used to be. Yeah, yeah. Right? That, that, why is that the first place that yeah, came right? on? Because that's the only place I could think of like yeah. that, right? Here. And um, I walked in, and when you come in, there's like a stage. And that's where, uh, like, you know, uh, everybody's trying to be seen is usually at this stage. And it was yeah. like five of them right there. And I walked in. But I always kept something on me. So I went in, and, you know, what I normally do is I go to the bar, but I ain't go. I just, like, Walked in, I kind of like looked around a little bit, see who was in there, just yeah. trying to, because this is one of the new spots that's opened up. I'm looking in, and I see them, they see me, and the whispering start going. But I'm like, at that point, I, for me, I felt 
I was at rock bottom already. I know what I was losing. Yeah. I mean, I knew I I knew all I had was me. So I was like, at this point, this was the icing. Let's get the icing out the way so we can start slicing up this cake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because um, that's just how I was feeling at that point. Because I had nobody in my corner. Um, this is when everybody was already gone. You had left, and now I'm moving by myself. Hmm. So it's crazy you say that. Like nobody in your corner. And now it, it just it to me it sheds more light on the fact of you know how you how we cut people off when they're not treating us the way we think we should be treated, yeah. right? Like if you stand us up or do something like that, like, ah, we're not gonna be friends no more. I don't like how you did that. I don't like how you handled that. I'm not. We're not gonna say all that, but I'm just gonna cut you off. Yeah, but I didn't really. I didn't even have that because I knew when I moved, like. Nobody was gonna hold me down. Y'all, the people that would were gone. Yeah. And I, yeah. it walked up in. Yeah. We just stared at each other for a little bit, and I was there. So they knew. They knew. It wasn't like I looked and oh, let me get up out of here. It was like I'm here. Y'all here. Y'all see me. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. Yeah. And you know, this y'all moment. If y'all gonna do something, do something. But you know, it, I'm ready. And they just kept staring the whole night. It was just corn. And that was the moment I realized like. I started. I just started looking at everything way different. People, people allowed when they got a crowd. You know what I'm saying? They not ego. Egos are on. Yeah, force man. It's so It turned into. It turned into a lot of laughing at tough guy shit, mm-hmm. and then anything else, man. Because tough guy shit is actually probably the farthest thing from being tough. Yeah. Oh well, no! The one person that always held me down, though, outside of everybody else, was uh, Streets. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a few times he held me down in, in times yeah, where... Yeah, Streets is with the shit. Super... Know. That's what I'm telling you. Solid ass dude, man. Like um, That's why when we, when we had our run in, he never backed down. No, that's not him. He never backed down. And I never expected him to, to be in my corner. And the day he did was the day I knew, like... Yeah. Like, he a solid dude, man. Any, any man, any man that I feel like, you know, we had that clash... And then we can, as men, come back and shake hands and be like, yo, bro, I was on some bullshit. I don't even remember what it was about. Let's move forward. And that, he'll laugh shit off and keep it pushing. I know we talk about him like, we're going to have to get him on here one day. Yeah. I, but I, I have the highest respect for, you know, men that can do stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Chris Brown and uh, Drake or Drake and Meek. You know, I think that's that says a lot about your character to be able to put put these things in. You know what I mean? For Meek, that, that, the, the, the disrespect or whatever you want to call it, was at the highest level it could possibly be on. You got the biggest artist in the world dissing but, you. For them, man, they should be comical to me because I think it all stems from women. For more sure. Than anything else. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like they forgot why it started. And then it went from, it went from what started this to why are we still doing this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it took so long to get to that point. Like, why, why, why did this start? Yeah, I mean, I think like we talked about, we talked about uh, women bigging each other up, but I think slowly but surely, the culture of men is beginning to change. Like I, I heard Big Sean say, "Good or bad, good." Mm. I heard, I heard that Big Sean. I disagree, but oh, okay. but we're gonna talk about it. Like, yeah. what, what do you mean? Just real quick, like Big Sean said, he reached out to Kendrick for whatever. Oh, you're little. talking about like amongst like I'm, I'm talking celebrity talk right now, but this is oh, another okay. level. Um, you know, Kendrick said, I mean, uh, Big Sean said he reached out to Kendrick for whatever reason. I think they had some kind of conflict maybe over that control song. 
if it was a misunderstanding, they wanted to clear it up. Yeah. So okay. he was just like, man, when Nipsey passed away, I had to reach out to Kendrick. And that, I mean, ultimately that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that, I think if 2020, if, if these last couple years have taught us nothing else, I think it's taught us to give people their flowers while you can. I commend it, but I don't care about it. Here's why. Okay. It shouldn't have to take that to get there. It shouldn't, but it be, does. Because you gotta, you gotta feel like something of value is gone mm-hmm. before you can look at something else. Like, yo, man, maybe this isn't as important as I thought it was. That's why I don't care. Because it, it seems like a moment for um, for attention. And even though I know it's not, it right. just comes across that way. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't care. Yeah. The, like, being able to just recognize that it sums up, cool. And then maybe there isn't that opportunity to reach out to that person because of the circumstances of it or just that misunderstanding, right? Yeah. Um, so again, I do respect it and I'm glad it, it's happening, but it's not happening enough and it's not happening timely. It's not a standard. It's not uh, It's not an expected norm. It has to take something that's outside of those realms for it to happen. Like, if I lose you, the, the, the loss and the impact of that loss is going to have me or someone else looking at someone else like, yo, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I just lost him and I just want you to understand that like you know if we have problems like it, it had me thinking the value of somebody like no like I need you to know right now y'all I love you man I, and when you go through shit I don't like it but I understand because we have to go through shit right. and um, but I don't want you to feel like you alone right. right that in itself is dope I see somebody like when I see people not I greet them hey what's up how you doing I used to feel away when people said nothing back now I don't give a fuck because you don't know why. Caught your attention. Even if I caught you off guard, I caught your attention. I said something to you. I acknowledge your existence. Yeah. And you say something or not, not going to change my day because I'm going to say it to the next person right after you. I, I take it personally sometimes too. I used if, to. But I try to step back. Well, I, I still too Yeah. take it, still do it a lot. But lately, I've been trying to remove myself, bring myself back to be like, you know, people are you, he he or she may be in their head. Just exactly, exactly. You know, I don't know what they're going through or and, what they've been through, and, and that's why I don't feel away when they. Yeah, don't it's not personal. That. It's not personal. It's not. And then someone who's just outright miserable, they don't give a fuck. Still not personal. Still they, not. They personal. can say all the mean stuff yeah. in the world to you. It's not personal. It's like oh, that's what's up. Hey, you have a good day. Keep it pushing. You know what makes them even more miserable? The fact that they didn't make me miserable because they got to carry on misery. But going going back to the point is. We need to make it normal that if I have an issue, like if y'all got beef, beef, mm-hmm. y'all gonna have to figure out a way or just stay away from each other. But if I had a, a run-in with somebody who at one time was a key figure in my life, but then now they kind of like or an associate or whatever, how important? How important was it? How important was it for me to throw away that relationship off of that incident? Like, what was that incident that put us in this position? We may not have what we once had, but am I going to carry that that shit with you? Fuck no. Because yeah. I'm carrying it. Yeah. You might not even give a fuck yeah. about it, but I'm carrying that. So let me get this off me and clear that air for me. For me. No one else. 
like it's selfish in itself, yeah. but it's necessary because sure. now you set a standard for yourself that I'm not carrying no bullshit. I'm not dealing with no bullshit. And I'm going to be open and honest about my shit. The reception is out of me. Yeah. But the passing of the gesture and all that is cool. Because if I reach out to you, yo, man, you know what I mean? We may have had a, a misunderstanding. Yeah. You might see it different or you might see it the same way. Yo, I'm just letting you know on my side, ain't no heat, ain't none of that. You know I mean, if we continue to communicate and reach out and look out for each other, that's fine. If we want to rebuild, like not not build what we once had in terms of a relationship, a friendship, yeah. but rebuild the connection with something better yeah. and new, let's do that. If you want to not have anything to do with it, I'm cool with that too. But I need to be able to address the situation yeah. and get it open and honest because you might say, nah, fuck it. And now I know where you stand and you know where I stand. Yeah. But you that's gonna be one sided heat if it is, because yeah. I, I mean, unless it's a life you life or death there. situation. You, you, you over there yeah, that's all you, you baby. Like I, I hold in no malice for you. Still yeah. got love for you, whether we we speak or not. You know what I mean? If I see your family, friends, whatever, got love for them too, unless they feeling like you feeling too. But yeah. outside of that. So we understand how you handle, you know, um, I guess, quote unquote, a disrespectful or difficult situation now. How, how does um, uh, 18, 19, 20 year old Steve handle that same, quote unquote, district, perceived disrespect? I was going off the handle. With, well, what, is, what is going off the handle? Like wanting to fight, wanting to take it to whatever level it was willing to get. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the level it was willing to get. That's, that's crazy to say that. When, because again, no one, no one introduced me to conflict resolution. Nobody introduced me to the idea yeah. in whatever, whatever manner I can relate to it, and where you know options that I have. Your only option is, oh yeah, I gotta fight. You gotta fuck. Somebody gotta get fucked up. Yeah. In some way, somehow. That's terrible. Yeah, it's like it, you can't it, be, You can't fight everybody. Yeah, and there's gotta be tension at all times. Right, so now it's on site. I yeah. see you. You around the way, on site. I'm around your yeah. way, on site. Like when I when I operated in that space, it was easier to operate in tension than it was to operate free. It was easier. It was easier in that it during that time, it was easier for me as a person to operate in tension because because I was afraid to be vulnerable. It was hard to be vulnerable. Right in that moment where it still is. Well, yeah, at times it, fe it feels like it's hard now. Right, it's gotten a lot better, but it's just in those moments, it's like it, for me, it always felt like anytime I tried to be vulnerable, there was something that would bring me back into that protective state. Okay, you know what I mean, and it, and it could be anything. Like who knows what it was, but perceived, you know, disrespect or whatever it may be, it caused me to be, it caused me to go back into my shell. And I'm not talking about just on a level of like, oh, we're about to fight. But like I said, anything that you perceive as quote unquote disrespect or uh, a disagreement at times, if you will, it forced me to go back into my shell to be like, I don't want to be out here being vulnerable. Yeah. You know. Because um, I was so accustomed to it, right? Because you said we grow up surviving, right? Yeah. So tension was my survival mechanism. That was my survival mood. Okay. Was was being angry, being, being ready to beat you up at any moment. Yeah. So that's tiring, bro. That's, it, it was hella tiring. It's tiring, like. But that's the space that I lived in for. I think some of the, yeah. most of us that come from that environment, 
where we're always in protect, protect, protect. You yeah. live in that mode for a long time. I remember I went back home one time. My boy was like, yo, man, you changed, man. You're not from New York no more. Like, you out here talking about being zen, lighting incense, meditating and shit. It's like, you're not a New Yorker. I was like, hmm. I just thought it was funny because um, it made me feel like, no, not made me feel, it made me think of, you have to fit an idea of what it is to be a New Yorker, to be a New Yorker. That's always specific to the person. No, you know right, I mean? right. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, yeah. your fam, I'm, I'm me wherever I go and I'm yeah. from, and everything everything that I gained from where I grew up yeah. is wherever I'm at. So, like, this is older me. Yeah. I can't be, I can't be, 18 year old Steve with 40 year old Steve needs. It don't work that way, bro. What, what did Jay say? You think I came this far to stay the, the same? same? Yeah. Nah. No. Nah. Like, at, and in this stage, like, I got more responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got way more to lose yeah, in terms of, lose. in terms of, um, legacy and life. Like, I'm, I like, I have, a daughter to answer to. Yeah. Right? I got I gotta I gotta be able to give her or introduce her to certain life mm-hmm. skills for herself. I can't show her that by out being, you know, being deep in the fuckery. Like um my man as a black from uh, I grew up with I love seeing him now. Like when I see him, like I see him on the timeline, though, right? I love seeing him in person. I always did. That's my that's my G man. But um, I love seeing him with his daughter. Like, like there's a the whole girl dad shit, all that, whatever. Like just as a father seeing him, yeah. yo, I get happy. I mean, I know him. That's my man. But I like just seeing him with his daughter. Like when he go on a trip, he take her with her. Like everything that he. His life has afforded him. He introduces to her. He makes sure she has those experiences. He makes sure that there's no question when it comes to um, the relationship she has with her father, with him, or if there's love there or whatever, because he ensures that she knows it every day. And he makes the world know where he stands Mm. and how he moves and what he values and what's most important to him. Yeah, and I just love seeing it. Not like I can brag on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and that's selfish in itself. But just being able to see it yeah. consistently, not yeah. like, not like, um, I don't see my kid most time. And these for these next twelve minutes, I'm gonna let the world know I'm the greatest dad <laughs> ever. I don't do shit else, but I'm gonna let like, them know. I've seen you in the club four nights in a row. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like. like I think we're going to close this one out here. Um, Again, thank you for the consistent support. Find a way to bring a balance to what you do day in and day out. You know, take care of yourself. Um, Remember, follow us, like, share, leave leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Again, I don't know what Spotify system is, but if you can do it there, do it there, but preferably leave us Leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts if you can about the show. Um, hit the Twitter. We got a YouTube page up now. Patreon is up for all the extended 
and unreleased stuff, early early releases of episodes. Uh, you got anything, B? Um, I just want to just share some light on, you know, the conversation that we have and going as deep as we do into, you know, the things that we conquer and that uh, that come across our mind on a daily basis. Um, having these conversations, uh, nothing about this conversation makes us weak. Or we don't sit here and uh, look at each other as less than because we deal with these different things. It's like these are real things, and whether 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 you want to um, whether you want to acknowledge these thoughts and things that you think in your mind or not, that's on you. Uh, we are intentional with our actions. Um, we are choosing to grow. And Absolutely. By, by choosing to grow, we have to acknowledge places in our life where we feel discomfort, where we're not, where we're not necessarily pleased with the outcomes of situations. So through realizing those situations and the greater desire comes to be better men, be better fathers, and be, just be better people overall, um, be it man or woman. I don't want to single women out because I know women, you know, they struggle with some of these same things as well. But there's nothing weak or soft or anything or any of those things, any 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 adjective you want to throw on that about what we do and what we speak on. Um, we we are we are real men who have been through life. Uh, we've been through good. We've been through bad. Um, we go through all the same things that you know. We're all we're all in this world together. So we talk about these things not only to help ourselves, um, but hoping that hoping that hoping that it'll help somebody else. And if it's just one person that we help. We solid with that. Remember, you're not going to have a better jumper without practice and improved mechanics. But go ahead and keep thinking that, you know, holding all that shit in and not doing anything about it is going to get you where you need to be in life. Nothing that's, changes. That's not, that's not disrespectful. That's just facts. Yeah. Um, but, again, we out. Catch you on the next one. Yeah, nothing um, changes if nothing changes. We love y'all. You know the vibes. Hey, Always love. All right. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service.